Hello, and welcome to Paradox, untold stories from athletic directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today. Hello, everyone, and we are going to have a great episode today because with us today, we have um, you know a mutual friend of ours, Philip Lansdale. How are you doing today, Lansdale? Good. How are you? Great. And I am excited to have you on here. Um, <laughs> you are so much fun to hang out with when uh, we're not on a podcast. So hopefully, you know, we'll see what kind of joy you can bring to all of our lives today. So, so uh, Dustin, I know you're excited today, too. Yeah, speaking of joy, that's what you should have said. Speaking of joy, Dustin, how are you today? There's a yeah. reason I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to go there first. Okay. Uh-huh, we'll, gloves starting. are off. Here we go. <laughs> No, I'm doing great. Uh, I, I'm excited because uh, Lansdale's a good friend of mine. Uh, we've spent a lot of time chatting uh, in our Arkansas days, and then we've we've driven across the country together. We've spent some time and um, conferences together. Anytime, if you're a national convention and you see Lansdale, you probably see me because uh, we're we go to we go to all the sessions and we just make sure that we're we're trying to grow and that's what I that's what I really value about who Lansdale is because he he wants to get better he wants to continue to grow and he's got that growth mindset that I love um but Lansdale is <laughs> he is uh, what I would call a true character um and we're we're going to talk about a few things on this episode we'll probably talk about a witchy digit and what that really is and where you can find those we might even talk about some mother nature um and some scares that she can provide um to somebody on this podcast but we also may talk about um hotel stays and where not to stay when you're in hot springs we'll we'll talk about a few things um uh, but man philip i'm glad you joined us you're so willing to do this and um you know, you, you've spent time with me and my family, and um, we've just become really good friends. So I, wa- I want to start off by saying, I, I can say all these accolades about you. I can say how you're the scholarship coordinator for the state of Arkansas, and you, you serve the executive committee like you do. I, I can say all these things. We'll talk about El Dorado and where that is on a map here in a little bit, but tell us who Philip Lansdale is. Tell us what the resume is not going to tell us about who you are. What do you enjoy doing outside of this AD profession? Well, if I'm not doing this, you know as well, I'm going to be fishing somewhere. Or I'm going to be hunting or riding my lawnmower or on my tractor. You know, I do community service here when I can. So when I have some free time, that's what I like to do. Uh, the side they don't know is I'm kind of a jokester all the time. I, I'm an instigator. I instigate no matter where I am. It doesn't matter if I'm ushering at church. I'm going to instigate something during that service. So I just like to have a good time. I like to smile a lot. So you like to stir the pot is what you're saying. I stir, I'm the spoon. So. Okay. I, I like that. I'm the spoon. <laughs> the spoon. 
there's there's ways we can run with that. And so before we dive too far into that, um, because you've opened a whole new can of worms that I want to jump into in a minute, but let's paint on a map where you're at. And we joked about it. Um, you're in L.A., um, but let's tell people where exactly L.A. is on the map for, for those listening. Well, L.A. is lower Arkansas, and we're as far down on the map as you can get in Arkansas. If you look at the map of Arkansas and go straight down from Little Rock, on the Louisiana line, in between Monticello Lake Village and Texarkana, you're going to see El Dorado. So you don't really go through El Dorado if you're going to somewhere. You have to be coming to El Dorado. And, and I have come to El Dorado a few times. Uh, we have? used to play football games down there. and um, we'd, So I, I've been to the metropolis of El Dorado, Arkansas, and it was a lot bigger than Greenwood. i got to say it's a metropolis because it's a lot bigger than Greenwood. Uh, but uh, they're the purple wildcats. We are. We're purple and white wildcats. And a lot of people don't know. They think just because where we're located, it's it's not a good place to visit, not a good place to live. But I've been here 33 years. So raised my kids here. They went to school here. It's It's a nice little community. We have a nice downtown area. So that's our selling point when we try to host a state tournament or a state event is you need to come see it. So. It is pretty nice. And if you like outdoors, we've got everything. Well, I also know this about Lansdale. He is a food connoisseur. Uh, and so he he spent some time in Louisiana, and he pointed out a, a pie place that I had to check out. And he was, he was accurate in his description of how uh, delectable those treats were down there at Lee's um, outside of Alexandria, Louisiana. We went down there and had some of that. But He's a food connoisseur, and in that vein, one of our mutual friends and a previous guest on this podcast introduced you to a candy bar in Hot Springs. What was that candy bar he introduced you to? A Widget Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I've been I've been looking for one. Every time I go in a, a Walmart now, because that's the only place I found one, is I look for one. And you know the name of it. I, I just go in there and look for a Ouija digit. <laughs> that's probably why you're not finding it, Lansdale. It's exactly. got to be a Hoosie What's It. Hoosie Watch It. That's Who's it. Hoosie Watch It. <laughs> Jason Culler introduced us to that. Um, and and I can I can speak with relative confidence that this is going to be a similar episode to a Jason Culler, uh, just because I know that Jason Culler is also a spoon and he likes to in instigate things as well. So I'm looking forward to for this excitement. Let me ask you two questions, uh, Lansdale. First off, should there be an alarm of anyone around noon in a city in Arkansas? Should there be any alarm for anyone that may hear something in the city city limits? Yes, there should be. And for one reason, you know, it's just basically it just tells everybody how it's time to get up in South Arkansas. That's their alarm <laughs> clock on Wednesdays. So. <laughs> But anybody that visits, no matter where you are, you should know that at noon, yeah. between noon and 12.15, a siren is going to go off. You should be adjusted to that by now. I think that Arkansas needs to do a better job hosting what happens Wednesdays at noon. Because I, as a visitor, I was unaware of what happens Wednesdays at noon. And for anybody who, who doesn't live in uh, you know, the area, 
I, I was there visiting, walking on the street. Um, I, I decided to get my son a, a little present while I was going to surprise. So he doesn't think it's so bad when I leave home for a couple of days. So walking on the street, got him a little surprise and I'm walking down and it's, it's rainy and it's cloudy. And I'm just walking down the street, minding my own business all by myself in hot springs, Arkansas for the, for the AD conference. And all of a sudden it's extremely loud. I must've been near some speakers, but extremely loud alarm goes off that I have only heard in the movies. I have never heard that in real life before. And I was unsure of what to do. Um, so I, I texted Dustin and I said, what is going on? And he responded with I'm moving chairs for the banquet. So like he was, he did not help me <laughs> at all. And I, and then I went into the closest thing to me, which was a bathhouse. So I went into there and they informed me that Wednesdays at noon, you have a, um, like a practice, uh, tornado, like alarm, siren, whatever. Siren. You guys, right? Yeah, siren Drill? is what okay. they call Okay. So yeah, I had no idea and it was raining and I, I, I literally stopped walking and looked around and I was like, what, what do I do? <laughs> what are all those step? sirens sirens yes the not sirens. speakers they call them sirens but i was near the speaker because it was like insanely loud like no, it's wherever not a speaker. It was... it's a siren oh i see what you're saying okay and it's well, broadcast it's... over the airwaves or anything well Maybe. i don't know this was my first time it was it was very very loud you were the speaker after the <laughs> siren went off but here's the thing if you'd have looked around, you would have seen cameras everywhere. And that's how people get on America's Funniest Videos. Is I'm sure. Because Wednesday at noon, the sirens go off. I'm the, sure. the best part of that is when she texts me and said, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was, chairs for the it was no big deal to us because we're used to it. We're programmed. <laughs> yeah. Useless to me. <laughs> when you're in Tornado Alley to know that that's, that's a tornado siren and they're testing the system. Didn't know. But it worked. It was effective. You heard it. Oh, I definitely heard it. And I went inside. And panicked. I didn't panic. I just. That's not I true. Was, I was unsure of what my next move should be. <laughs> well, do you know that they only have one in the entire state and it's in hot springs. And when it goes off, we all hear it everywhere. No, no. <laughs> Spoon, No. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite the uh, quite the experience. I won't forget it for that's for sure because it was very it caught me off guard. It was very unexpected. I think the hotel should have like welcome to Arkansas Wednesdays at noon. Just know <laughs> this is what happened. Well, that's but, just a way of life in Arkansas. So they're not something that they're going to feel like they have to announce to people. I mean, when you come to Florida. It's just a way of life to stay away from ponds because alligators live in there. But we have signs saying, stay away. There's alligators in here. Just saying. With a hurricane, do they have a siren of any kind with a hurricane? I mean, when we get evacuated, like the police, we get like text messages and the police like go around and like with their air horns and are like, evacuate, leave immediately. So it sounds well, like... It sounds like that hotel in the Hot Springs. That's what people do. They just walk around and say hello. <laughs> yes. That's it. But only people <laughs> hang in is what I'm saying. We take care of everyone, whether you're a visitor or not. 
<laughs> well, here's what I don't understand about in Florida. In Arkansas, we have sirens that go, you better duck and cover. Here comes a tornado. Mm -hmm. But y'all know weeks in advance, weeks, that a hurricane's coming and y'all still just sit there. That so, is <laughs> that is spoken by a true person who does not live in Florida because that is not accurate information. They They think it might go somewhere. I mean, uh, Ian's a perfect example of that. You know, they think it's going to go somewhere and you kind of get ready. And then at the last minute, it goes somewhere else. So they, they it, it, I, I get why it feels like you're you're going to know where it is, but really you don't. And the intensity can change really quickly. And, it, and when it changes path, it, it, it's bad. And you're not really, and you're not really ready for it. So yeah, not you know, as, that's not as accurate as we think, as you think it is. My brother and I, they lost a house down in the last hurricane or flooded, but it's remodeled now. But here's what I need to ask you since you're uh -oh. from Florida. Uh -oh. <laughs> and I live in a state where they grow trees for lumber and plywood. So mm -hmm. in Florida, what is the secret miracle of plywood? What is the deal? Because every time a hurricane comes, if you got a sheet of plywood, you Close can your windows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, so one of the things that I find really interesting about hurricanes, right? So when they come, every you got to take everything in from outside, right? Because it's not really to protect the things from outside, but those things can become like weapons, right? They get up in the air and they start like hitting things and windows and anything outside that is not tied down becomes like a projectile pretty much. So um, the idea behind these plastic plywood is that it protects your windows. So when something, whether that's a tree branch or something that somebody left out, a neighbor left out on their lawn, uh, you're a little bit more protected from the glass being hit unless you have, you know, hurricane windows and then then you're all set. But, yeah, that's the idea behind it. Um, I'm guilty of doing it. As well. Do you save it or do you throw it away after you use oh, it? Oh, we, no, 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 we save it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what everybody else does, but like, yes, we we save it because if a hurricane is coming to your in, in they're projected to come to your area, you can't find plywood. Like it's all, Home Depot Lowe's is gone. You can't find it. So yeah. It's all you, on your windows. It's all on your windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's why our plywood is so expensive because you have to cover up your windows. Can't you just open the windows? That's an awful open? idea. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> not even a... <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell you what was, was not an awful idea is getting Lansdale on here because... <laughs> We can uh, rib a little bit. You can see the spoon is is agitating the drink right now. He's just kind of stirring some things up, mm -hmm. and I can I can relate. That's why Lansdale and I get along so well. But I know with Lansdale being in El Dorado for thirty three years and coaching baseball before that even, and while there, um, I mean he coached in Louisiana. So I know you have to have some kind of crazy story that you've dealt with Lansdale that you're just thinking, whew. Did that really happen? Well, I've got a few. I probably have more as a coach and a principal than I did as an athletic director because it's kind of been a little bit calm, but I've got a couple. There's no streakers involved. Or Don't jinx anything yourself, like that. though. But, yeah, you said you know, it was calm. <laughs> I, I keep waiting for somebody to do something like that so I can have a story, but, you know, they just they just don't. We just go play and win and go home. So, oh, oh wow. <laughs> Now he no, did. That's he, not he, the case. Now Dustin would tell you I, one thing. I may be a spoon, but I'm a very modest. I'm, I you won't get me to talk about myself much. So if you look for pictures of me, you're not gonna find any hard unless I'm standing by one of you. So 
I just like to be behind the scenes and watch other people have the fun. But I get to have a little fun along the way. So, And he really likes to rub it in in the state championship game. Yeah. I don't know what I said anything. I just stood in the same spot the whole time. You're the one yeah. kept going away and coming back. <laughs> yeah, they beat but us for the state I will tell you this, Dustin, he has learned that if I if I tell him something, it's pretty accurate. Because I remember going two years in a row to Greenwood to play volleyball in a conference tournament. And the first time he's like, wait, wait, wait. I said, we'll be done in 45 minutes. And he's like, no way. <laughs> when the first year it was over i looked down i pointed my watch and it was like 44 minutes <laughs> well i'll tell you this here's what the bad thing was because of the way the conference was paired he had to drive four and a half hours for 44 minutes of volleyball and then turn around and drive yes. back yes <laughs> so i think he's got me more than i've got him so but uh, one thing i have learned with a couple of these stories is just after things happen you go, oh, I didn't think about that. So, you know, you, you learn from it, and that's the whole thing. Just laugh, and there's nothing really to get mad about. Even if it's an irate fan, you're going to win in the end. So just kind of go through. And that's the thing about it. I have a pretty quick temper, but with these situations, I'm kind of, eh. <laughs> I might say something I shouldn't, and we're going out the gate. So, you know, pretty simple. <laughs> I've had people I've put out of the stadium for cussing and stuff. A coach from visiting soccer team cussing and all the way out the gate. And I put him on the bus and he's still saying the same thing. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand him. So I go back to the referee who's Hispanic and go, what was he calling you? He said, he wasn't talking to me. He was calling you a Mr. MF all the way. (laughs) Okay, well, he was smiling. So I went back. So wait a minute. You said you had to escort the visiting coach. Yes, he was the interpreter for the team. He was the visiting team's interpreter, and I had to escort him out. Yes. So, when you say interpreter, is this Lower Arkansas interpretation, or is this a a foreign language? Well, this was actually a foreign language. This was actually Hispanic. So it wasn't French. You're listening to Lower Arkansas right now. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You had to throw out the assistant coach, but it, he was the interpreter for the team. Yes. <laughs> yes. But does that, like, break a law? Like, do they need the interpreter for the whole game? Well, like... because the coach, the coach was not Hispanic. So he was the interpreter for the team to the coach back and forth. That's, like, so. a necessary thing, then. For them, it was yes, but yes. Okay, it was. so so now you <laughs> kick out the only communication. So now this team has no communication. Was this like like a play in your playbook to win the game? Like now there's no way for the team and the coach to communicate with one another. Correct? You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never. I'm always trying to win. So so what kind of. Uh, what kind of interesting facts can I lay on you today? What do you want to know? What kind of stuff? I'm still on this. Hold on. <laughs> She's still trying to process. She's give her a moment. It's kind of like kind of like turning the lights out when you're down a point <laughs> in the last second, you know. Yeah. What happened? Leaned against it. <laughs> yes. So, so speaking of speaking of having to put 
people out of the game. We're we're playing here, and uh, it was soccer <laughs> again. But there's a fan from the visiting team way down on the other end of the bleachers, and our stadium's like an old college stadium, and he's down by himself. And he's wearing, and the referees come say, hey, that guy's got to go. Okay, so we always have resource officers at our game. So I went and told the resource officer, said, hey, you come stand out on the track. And when I point to you, you point back to me and start walking towards me. Okay. So I go to the stands where the guy is, and I get in the stands and say, hey, man, I just want to give you a heads up. You see that officer over there? And I point at him, and they say, they're coming to arrest you. If I was you, I'd try to get out. They're coming to arrest you. Oh, thanks for the heads up. Some guy just stands there. And I finally, I tapped him. I said, you do understand they're coming to arrest you. A smart guy would go on and leave before they get here. He went, oh, yeah, thanks for the heads up. So he hits the gate. He had no idea there wasn't any officer coming to arrest him or anything. So. <laughs> but he didn't even get it the first time you told him. You had to exactly. like tell him the next action yeah so i had to kind of enlighten him on that fact so i'm going to go back to something you said earlier lansdale you said whenever you say something it's true yet you told what something that was not true to this fan so can i believe anything you say or is it all just made up hogwash here's Here's the thing. What I said was true because if he didn't leave, they were going to come arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't coming to arrest him right then. Right. I had one in the stands one time. I had, I said, uh, you can't put me out of here. And I said, well, I may not camp. This guy standing here has got this gun on his hip can. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Again, no filter. Minor yeah. technicality. <laughs> I mean, so here's one for a learning experience. Okay, my first year as AD, another school we play in our conference, we played junior high against each other. So each of us had sent contracts out, which probably wasn't a good idea, but we sent the contracts out, and neither secretary really looked at them. They just stamped them and sent them back. So it's on a Thursday, so I call him to say, hey, you're still on today? Sure, sure. So what time you what time are you going to get to the field? Now, keep in mind, they're junior high, and, and all our – Football teams are off campus, so they have to come to the stadium. So, so what time are you going to get to the field? He said, oh, about 4.30. I said, okay, we'll be there about 4.30. Okay. So about 5.15, I'm calling him going, where are you? He's going, well, where are you? I'm going, we're on the uh -oh. field warming up. Where are you? <laughs> he goes, we're on the field warming up. And I went, uh-oh, I don't see you. What do you see? And he told me what he saw, and I went, oh, crud, we're both at each other's stadium getting ready for the game <laughs> in opposite towns. <laughs> so I learned real quick that year that one person do contracts, or let's read them, and when we call, say, where are we playing? Let's so read telling... contracts. <laughs> that well, is he... the takeaway of what we're going to go with here. <laughs> let's read contracts. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Where were the officials at? Were they at where you were or were they at where they were? They were both. both. Yeah. <laughs> they were both. <laughs> so you had two different both. sets. Yeah, they thought it was home, so they got their own officials, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how did so, you remedy the situation? Did you did you play that night or just cancel no, the game? They're, 
they're an hour and a half away. So no. So evidently, we just our buses passed each other on the highway. So we just went home and rescheduled. That's all we could do. And he went. I, he had his coach go tell the officials there's no game, and I went and told her because <laughs> he so was what, in our stadium. I was his. What What was it supposed to be according to the contract? Who was going where? We both had a way on our contract. We both oh. thought we were at the visiting. We both thought we were the visiting team. Oh, so you don't have like a spot where it says who's away and who's home. You have I see. We do. We do. Oh. But on there, we just put <laughs> both put a. You know, we put away, and he put we were home, and I did the same thing with him. But we didn't see the contract. Secretary stamped them mm. and send them back. We just assumed that's what we were doing. There you go, assuming. <laughs> but he nonchalantly said, "Read the contracts." Yes. I mean, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Read the contracts. Read the contract. <laughs> every every episode, I'm amazed by some of our takeaways and what we have to say. And that one is just one that I didn't think we would ever have to say. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's but your title of the, the episode. Land Read, Read another, the contract. You know, check, check your advertising if you're doing advertising, because we had big track meet here we have every year. So I'm down listening and the coaches go sell sponsorships to help pay for things and i kept hearing and there's a guy sitting in the other room right now he he may know this may not but they kept talking about one of our sponsors being the blue room and i'm going did i just hear the blue room so finally a little while after they called out the blue room about six or seven times i went ooh. What's so I go room? to the press box and I get to coach go, don't call out the blue room. He said, well, they're one of our sponsors. I said, do you know what the blue room is? <laughs> He's like, well, no, I'm going, it's kind of an explicit club across town. So <laughs> we were advertising for a little pole, little pole. <laughs> so they call that the ballet in Arkansas. Is that what you're saying? Yes, the ballet, yes. <laughs> Yeah, the pole ballet. The pole ballet. Yeah, Danielle. Yes. Now, Lansdale, you have to explain some of these things to Danielle. She doesn't get the lingo. Gotcha. There is <sighs> no, a pole. No, no, I understand. I'm, I know. I am. I'm there. I'm on it. I got it, guys. I know where we are. Wait, wait don't say you're on it. <laughs> yeah, don't Not say you're on the pole. Jesus. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Ah, so you were you were uh, like an X-rated club, essentially. Yes, and they closed that place down probably two years after that. So right. probably because of the lack of advertising that you provided them. Well, we provided them quite a bit that day because <laughs> even our fans, every time they'd say the blue room, you'd see people turn around going. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really fun. I mean, there's so many ways you could run with that. You said you provided them a lot, but. No, stop. Stopping you right there. No more. Well, they didn't They didn't perform anything for us, you know, in between. So. It wasn't halftime yet. We shut that down before halftime got here. No yeah. halftime show. Well, I mean, but think about a... that. Think about it if you're in Lansdale shoes, though, when you hear that and being alert and knowing, okay. You don't want to advertise an adult establishment. We'll just say that. Yes. What coach, what sport went and got that advertisement? Track. It was track. It was track. <laughs> what was, what and basically that what convers- they did, 
they sent, you know, the kids were actually getting sponsorships. So, you know, some of the kids knew and they just got the blue room. <laughs> and nobody checked it before the track meet. So really your overall theme of this episode is like read. Read. <laughs> read. <laughs> and believe it or not, we can read. <laughs> <laughs> In LA, you can read. We can read. So here's the other fundraising. Speaking of fundraising, I'm at football game, home football game Friday night. It's almost halftime. I go down under the bleachers, and our our mascot is downstairs, and all these little kids are lined up uh, to take pictures with the mascot. And I go, oh, "That's pretty cool." And she's taking pictures with them. And this is girl that was the mascot is country. I mean, dip in the mouth. Country, country. So she's doing it, and also see these kids with money in their hand. Wait, wait, wait! So Before I'm you going, go on, you're saying she's the mascot. Like I'm envisioning that she's in like a big wild costume, cat, the wildcat costume. Yes, the big wildcat okay. costume. Okay. So okay. I go back out to the track where the cheer coach is, and I go, "Are you doing some kind of fundraiser? You didn't tell me about under the bleachers." She's going, "Well, no." So we'll come on. So we head underneath, and the mascot has got all these kids lined up, and they're taking pictures for five bucks. So we pull her to the side and go, what are you doing? She's, I decided I'd do a fundraiser for cheers. <laughs> She's just down on her own selling pictures for five bucks. So. <laughs> of her and the Wildcat. Her, yes. The wildcat Under the bleachers. The huh? Under the bleachers. Under the bleachers with all the people around. And, of course, it could have been if we hadn't uh, – Question in it might have been a fundraiser for her, you know what I mean? But yeah. it was. It was a fundraiser for the cheerleaders. Where was the accounting in that? I mean, was she taking the money herself? Yes, she was taking it, putting her just in straight her cash, pocket. homie. <laughs> taking cash only. But people were paying this. Did you yes. the next year did you make it like an organized fundraiser? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> she got she got fired after that game. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the coach didn't, you know, now the, the mascot's not allowed to go underneath unless they're with the team. It's a good policy to have. Yeah. So. But here's my question, Lansdale. Did you have pictures taken with you? Did you use the fundraiser for yourself? Say, hey, take a picture with the AD. Well, I had to give money to people to take a picture with me. That was the, <laughs> I had to pay, so I ran out of money. <laughs> you notice Danielle didn't argue with that. No, she didn't. She's not going to argue if it's, a, you know, no, no, no. There's only one time she's going to argue. <laughs> yeah, we we know when she's adamant about that argument. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw in our AD's text thread not too long ago, people were asking about service animals. Do you remember seeing that and people were talking about And you saw what I put back about the rooster? Yeah. Okay. I guess this is my best one that's happened. So I get called to the gate. Because we have signs that said, you know, service animals only, no dog. You know. So what, I get what called, gate are you talking about? What's what sporting event are you? Are this you was, was a base, baseball softball game. Okay. So I get called to the gate. And actually, I'm over at soccer, so I have to drive over. And I get over there and I go to the gate and go, well, okay, what's the problem? They go, right there. I went, I looked, you know, kind of did one of those takes, and I go, Sir, you can't bring that in here. That's unless it's a service and you well, it's a service analyst, my emotional pet. And I went, 
do you have a card? He says, yes, I do, which you're not supposed to ask for cards now. But he said, yes, I do. And I said, well, can I see your card? On the card, it said, emotional support pet rooster. <laughs> <laughs> he had a rooster. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, I got to let him in with it. So before he walks out, I said, well, let's just. Was he carrying it? He was carrying the rooster. Had it kind of like a little in his, the head sticking out of the pocket of the jacket type deal. So I'm I like, wanted, I kind of wanted a harness and a leash on him. I'm not going to lie. Well, wait. Okay. <laughs> I, wait. I told him, said, now, everything, if you bring them in, they have to be, you either have to hold them or they have to have a, be on a leash with a harness. He said, got it. <laughs> Pull the rooster. <laughs> he was on a harness and leash. So I went, oh, Lord. So I said, okay, here, let's get a couple of ground rules straight. First of all, if he pecks somebody, he claws somebody, or he crows during the game, I'm calling Colonel Sanders. That's as far as we're going. <laughs> so, so he left. Never. Nobody would get close to him. They'd all just kind of stand back and look, and everybody kept coming at me. I'm going, it's a service animal. He's legal. So, But luckily, it never crowed, never did anything the whole baseball game. Well, that's because but, it's an it's a trained rooster. Exactly. Well, it was it, it was it, still daylight too, so it knows how to behave because it was a highly trained rooster. And this was not a local fan. This was a visiting fan. But I'm kind of like, hmm, hmm. So anyway, we we've had we've had that. I really enjoy the service animal uh, stories because we we had a pony one time. I think as yeah, a service that was an animal too. That yeah. was Lockridge in Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, that happened in Arkansas. <laughs> so, the, but a rooster is is fascinating because at least like a horse or a dog or these other animals provide emotional support. But I don't even know if like roosters are capable of like of, I don't know. Of such I could a see, treatment. I could see a chicken because I guess it would lay you an egg if you needed something. But the rooster, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> luckily oh, he was giving you no eggs that is luckily so he never sad. came back so just, that know. is sexist towards chickens just saying <laughs> so if anybody can top a rooster let me know <laughs> <laughs> now the best thing is the rooster had a leash a leash with a harness <laughs> a harness of course in south arkansas and of course dustin knows in oklahoma too fighting Roosters fighting cocks, they call them cockfights, was big. It's still big down here, you know. So they raise also them not to legal, fight. but it's exactly it happens. <laughs> exactly. They they do raise them to do that. So But this was a nice rooster. He was a nice rooster. He never caused a problem. <laughs> he, he didn't he make was a fire. Fire. He wasn't a he wasn't a foghorn leghorn. He never caused a problem. <laughs> Again, Please go. You can't go culture things because she's not going to know what foghorn leghorn is. Are you that? You're not old enough to know what foghorn leghorn is. Thank you for understanding my age. I appreciate but that. Foghorn leghorn still comes up. There is such thing as called Google. Yeah, you look up that's what I do. Leghorn. Aren't yep, you impressed? I, I know about Google. I am. I was just about to say <laughs> they have Google in Lower Arkansas too. Yes, they do. Contrary to public <laughs> opinion. 
Yes, they do. <laughs> if we don't, if we can't find it on Google, we just go ask somebody down at the store. <laughs> and they, they'll tell you. There's a lot of stuff that probably here that's not on Google. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Lindsay, I will tell you, Danielle's defense is if it happened before she was alive, it didn't happen. That exactly. is that is not true. I'm just don't know as much about it. Well, here's my answer to that, because I have young people say, well, that happened before my time. And I said, well, Abe Lincoln happened before my time, but I read exactly. a book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I read a book. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Dustin just likes giving me a hard time. That's no, I, I've, I've said that. We This all dates back to a good, uh, again, a reference to Jason Culler, who said Charlie Pride at the Scenex. It's all Charlie and she Pride's had no fault. clue who Charlie Pride was. Well, let me tell you about Charlie Pride. Well, no, I know now because I did that Google no, thing you were listen, talking about. <laughs> growing up, growing up, my parents, because, you know, we just had 33 LP record players. There were no CDs. Or you don't know what so, that is either. I mean, you're going to. My mother listened to Charlie Pride. Record all, player? Yeah. I know what my, a record player is. My mother listened <laughs> to Charlie Pride all the time. And I'd ask them, well, who is that? And they'd go, that's your Uncle Charlie. Well, grew up thinking that was my uncle because I actually had an uncle Charlie that I'd never met. And finally, when they, he moved to Arkansas or came to Arkansas for something and they brought him in, he said, Hey, I'm your uncle Charlie. And I went, no, you're not. <laughs> you don't look like my uncle Charlie. <laughs> I was probably 10 years old. <laughs> he yeah, said, he no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's amazing how we go for full circle with this Charlie mm. Pride reference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. You know, I also I, experienced something. I will say this about Lansdale. I experienced something for the first time with Philip Lansdale. We went to a convenience store in the great pursuit of a, as he calls it, a widgie digit, but it's a who's he what's it. We were in pursuit of who's he what's it's for Daryl Nance. Uh, to be exposed to what the yummy goodness of a who's what's it is so we go to this convenience store and the gas pumps were by the front door like you pull right up front pump your gas and walk right inside there is no there was no covering over them it was just pulled up as like somebody said handicap accessible but i'm not sure that's the case it's just lazy accessible lazy people yeah accessible <laughs> But the gas pumps were right by the front door. Have you yes. seen that before, Daniel? Yeah, wasn't I with you? No. That's why Had you seen it before that? Oh, before that? No. Mm -mm. No. That, Neither had we. Was, was... <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're I'm there all the time. That's the first yeah. time I'd seen it. <laughs> So, no. But I thought he really was going to reference, you know, and go back to the food connoisseur. When we have people travel, the first thing they do is say, hey, where do, where do we need to eat? So I give them all the good places. So I also know where to buy gas. So we're headed to the National ADs Conference. And I told us and said, hey, just make sure you stop over here outside and get your gas. We did. No. <laughs> Probably not the place we needed to be. <laughs> you know, the best part of that is we're getting gas and the lady is on the phone. The The attendant is on the phone 
Uh, I was pumping gas. Lansdale and Norman Mitchell went inside and they got their um, travel travel snacks and travel food. And so I go in there and the lady's on the phone and I'm I'm getting whatever I'm getting my drink and and my snack and she's on the phone doesn't break conversation she just points to the register and points to whatever the price is she doesn't tell me she doesn't break her conversation she just points and says that's what you owe <laughs> there, yeah. there was no mention of no conversation with me she wasn't getting off the phone with whoever was on the other end about christmas presents and on this in this area just all around it was all the nice stores all the re nice restaurants and here's this one little convenience store that you think you'd find somewhere else <laughs> we found it <laughs> yeah don't don't take advice from Lansdale on where to stop no don't, <laughs> don't. but take his advice and learn to read yeah, exactly. Learn to read. The sign said, do not enter. We it wasn't entered. that they didn't know how to read. They just didn't read. It's not <laughs> learn to read. It's just read. Read. Read, period. <laughs> no, we're, we're joking a lot about South Arkansas, but really, this is a one thing that I don't know. I may have told you this, Daniel, but every one of our kids that graduate, because we were sitting in a at a football showcase thing me and coach reed when he was back here and uh these people it was in texas around dallas and these people are going well how many of your kids get scholarships every year and i said all of them they said your kids are all good enough to get scholarships we go yeah everybody every kid that graduates from our high school gets a college scholarship and it's worth about nine thousand dollars a year every kid so that's thanks to Murphy Oil who gave us fifty million dollars for that. It's called the Eldorado Promise. So there's a lot of good about down here. I joke a lot, but hey, I, I still live here. So. That is awesome. How many how many kids are in your high school? Uh we're well, I don't remember what the latest numbers were, but we're around a thousand. Okay. That's a lot of kids to get scholarships. We graduated a little over three hundred this year. So that's a little over three hundred kids getting that kind of money yeah. and they can go anywhere they want they can use it to any college they want to go to yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome so, so there nobody can say that everything's bad in south arkansas <laughs> no but i mean you have definitely been exposed to a lot of things a few i mean a, a service animal that was a rooster that's that's new to me um <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to put myself in that like the position of like somebody coming to the gate and they're like here's my rooster here's my car and let me in and being like all right i hope your rooster behaves <laughs> like you kind of like the thing if somebody brought a gator to one of your games you know it was their service gator <laughs> so, don't yeah. put that thought in my head right now <laughs> I don't have words for that. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if it was a gator named Hurricane. That's it. No, it's a bad, it's a bad idea. Hey, I, I have a question for you since it's such a big deal now in, in Florida. Are you out snake hunting? Do you do that? Is that a sport now in, at your I school? I mean, it is, it is a sport. Is it, it sanctioned is a, by the FIA? 
F-F-H. Wait, everything you guys said is just wrong. Let me correct everything you guys just said. Uh, it's in the Everglades. It's a sport. It's not a high school sport. It's FHSAA. And no, thankfully, no. I don't, knock on wood, I don't see snakes often where I live. I don't want to. But that what the what you see and like all that hunting is usually down in the Everglades. But just think about the money you could be making through your program. I, down south snake hunting. You need that cheerleader mascot. She could be making a fundraiser down there. That's right. I I can send her down. (laughs) She could wear a snake costume. Snakes are like my least favorite animal. That would be like a nightmare (laughs) for me trying to get into Everglades to find the. And they find humongous ones. They do. There's people from Louisiana and Arkansas going down there to hunt them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please come. Come get them. We welcome you. Big money. <laughs> yeah, think, absolutely. I mean, what if there was a snake as a service animal? Uh, you know? I would leave. I'd say goodbye. Good luck, everyone. I'm out. I'm that done. would be one of those where they wouldn't have to worry about anybody sitting in the bleachers with them. <laughs> they would have it to their <laughs> Include me. Snakes <laughs> freak me out. Uh-uh. No, no, I'm afraid if you did that, they're... They never would make it to the gate with it if somebody saw it because people here would be trying to run over it, shoot it, do something because people down here really don't like snakes. <laughs> well, clearly Danielle's one of those too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like snakes. No, I don't either. For their card, you can't ask to have a card or proof that that is a service animal. And Why anymore, are you putting I... all of these bad voodoo like vibes out in the universe, Dustin? Now some poor soul is going to have a snake service animal, and it's going to be on you. Well, here's the thing. I know my resource officer's not scared of snakes, so I'll just <laughs> <laughs> we'll defer to the resource officer. And if you remember early on in this broadcast, Philip said he's the spoon. Yes. No, you're the one who thought of the snake idea, Dustin. That was all you. Well, let's go <laughs> to the resource officer's lead. Let's go back to the resource officer that I had with the fan, you know, I told he's coming to arrest you. This thing guy was a captain at the police station, and I traveled to a lot of sporting events with him some too, but every time I would get it to his car, he'll tell you this, didn't matter what it was. I got the keys, I was checking the trunk, I was checking inside the car, because his side job was he transported dead bodies for funeral homes. <laughs> so, and he tried to, he was going to go one time, and he was going in his transport vehicle i'm like mm, no i'm not going i'm not riding with you <laughs> we went deep yeah. we went deep <laughs> like way deep so anyway oh man i was about to say like deep. i really enjoyed you coming on and talking about your experiences but now between snakes and hearses i don't know i don't know <laughs> Takeaways for you. I feel that you. way anymore. <laughs> like literally. Takeaways. A hearse read, is a takeaway. <laughs> read and check the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get pecked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, <Bring it> down. <laughs> I can tell you this. This is what I knew would happen. I knew Lansdale would come on and we'd have some laughs. We'd have a good time. We'd, we'd laugh quite a bit. Um, and we'd be uh, exposed to things we hadn't experienced before. And Danielle can attest that this is a 
She when she met Lansdale, it was a new experience for her too. Oh, well, we clicked see. immediately. It was great. I'm I'm glad that that's the best thing about you know, Dustin's friends are awesome. I don't know why they're <laughs> I worked hard observing and talking and trying to find buttons to push. So mm. <laughs> no, I you found did a great. Couple of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Lesdell, man, I appreciate you jumping on here, especially in short notice. You just said say when, and you jumped on here, and I appreciate you doing that. And thank you for all you do, and I appreciate your friendship, brother. I appreciate y'all. Have you ever known me to not talk? No, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) I can, I will talk. I can talk the bark off a tree. So here's the thing I want people to understand. You know, everybody's always asking you why. You kind of guys are part of my why, the relationships with athletic directors and close friends like y'all, and especially Dustin. Of course, he still hadn't sent me anything for helping get him elected, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Typical. The the kids, <laughs> that's my why. You yeah. know, the, the school board told me one time, because I travel about at least 30,000 miles a year, and one of the board members said, well, you know, you don't have to go to everything. Nobody will know if you're not at everything. I said, well, the kids will know. So that's the whole reason I do this. That's why I'm everybody's papa. So, so yeah, speaking of where, I mean, I go down and most political campaign managers get some compensation. You know, I got a T-shirt. That was it. You said, you said some compensation. You got compensated. But everybody got a T-shirt. I mean, I didn't, for all the votes I got for you, I didn't get anything but a T-shirt. Dustin also thinks that date night is at when it's dollar tacos night. So, I mean, the t-shirt's actually pretty impressive. Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I can go along <laughs> with that dollar taco night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I appreciate you being on here. I'm so glad I got, you know, to hang out with you in, in person and twice. And, um, you know, your community is really lucky to have you. So keep up all the good work you do. and. Don't forget to read. Well, I'm going to read. And you get to poke at me for maybe two more years, and that's that's about it. So I'm going rooster and snake hunting after that. <laughs> How about I just start my own uh, support animal uh, store, you know? Business. And just, yeah, and sell those. That's a good idea. <laughs> support animals. Support animal store. Yeah, support animal. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Well, we're going to discuss that when we see you down here in Orlando for the, the national conference. But thank you again for being with us today. Looking forward to coming down. So we'll see what kind of food they have in Orlando. <laughs> that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story and hope you are too.